Do you believe that prime ministers dominate their cabinet? So um, how does the Yes team feel about the fact that uh, where the British prime minister can be brought down midterm, as you can see with the likes of Margaret Thatcher, uh, whereas it's almost impossible to take down a president midterm, would you not say that perhaps that would be a clear difference between a president and prime minister? Um, so who do you think leads the nation at a time of crisis then? Is it the prime minister? Is it the cabinet? Is it the monarch? Like personal ideology is very, very rare with prime ministers. I can think of Thatcher, Blair and possibly Boris, depending on how he goes. But almost every president, I can go, that was their personal ideology. That was their personal ideology. Hello everyone and welcome to Pupil Politics. I'm Charlie and the emotion of this debate is the question, is the UK Prime Minister now effectively a president? And we have two teams arguing their cases. Uh, arguing for, we have the Sixth and Me podcast. Say hi guys. Hi. Hi. And then from our own Pupil Politics team arguing against, we have Adam and Kay. Hello. Hi. Great. So there will be no judges for this debate, but we will be running polls on the issue on both Twitter and Instagram at Pupil Politics. Make sure to follow us there and check us out if you want to say your piece on what you think about the debate. And so, yeah, let's get started. So I'd like to invite the Yes team to make their opening statement. Prime Ministers appeal and campaign to the public. The direct campaigning of Prime Ministers is particularly relevant for general elections. It has become increasingly personal and resembles US presidential elections. The fact that Prime Ministers become the figurehead of campaigns strengthens the case that they have become presidential, as it puts them in a far more powerful position than other Ministers. Thank you. So now could I invite the No team to make their opening statement? In 1721, Robert Walpole became Prime Minister, who would go on to be recognised as the United Kingdom's first Prime Minister. Since then, the role of the Prime Minister has evolved beyond comprehension of uh, Walpole 300 years ago. Uh, the role has even developed in the past 50 years, gone the days of Howard Wilson, who would sit back on national debates, such as the United Kingdom's uh, referendum on its EEC membership which is unrecognisable um, from the past decade, where David Cameron, who was sat front and centre um, in the UK's EU uh, referendum on the Remain argument. Although the role of the Prime Minister has evolved uh, to perhaps be perceived as mildly presidential, let me tell you, it sure is, uh, isn't anything of the sort. For starters, um, it is not the role by name, meaning or role in practice, uh, the president, uh, sorry, the prime minister, uh, isn't our figurehead. Uh, they have uh, greater restraints from their party and lawmaking chambers. And let us not forget, the president is almost impossible to bring down midterm. Uh, our debating point will aim to exemplify our arguments and broaden them. Thank you. So now, could I please invite the to ask a question to the no team? Do you believe that prime ministers dominate their cabinet? Uh, do you want to take this, Katie, or shall I? Uh, I'll take it. It's in very, very rare circumstances will a prime minister ever dominate their cabinet. So it was vaguely seen under Thatcher. Furthermore, um, the coalition government 
in 2010 to 2015 was a clear example of how the cabinet still has such a major role within the government and how it's run. Thank you. Would you the Yes team like to respond to that? We believe that prime ministers now tend to dominate their cabinet just like an American president would. And it hasn't always been like this, but it's been significantly noticeable since Thatcher after the post-Falklands War and with Blair and the Millennium Dome as well. And some may argue that now in the coronavirus pandemic, it's evident with Johnson and his cabinet too. Do you guys have a response or should I move on to the next I bit? have a response. You okay. say that since recently, but evidently not because under the likes of um, Theresa May, <laughs> she was dominated by her cabinet. She didn't really play much of a role. So to say that since Thatcher, and also Mayor, who was straight after after Thatcher, again, just let his cabinet go at it. So theoretically, there has been no set way that cabinet has been since after Thatcher. To so, so to say that the prime minister has dominated it would be false. OK, thank you. Uh, so I would now like to invite the no team to ask the yes team a question. Okay, um, I've got one. Um, so, um, how does the Yes team feel about the fact that uh, where the British Prime Minister can be brought down midterm, as you can see with the likes of Margaret Thatcher, uh, whereas it's almost impossible to take down a president midterm, would you not say that perhaps that would be a clear difference between a president and prime minister? Um, well, I'd say, although that is a difference, um, and it is a lot easier, possibly, to take down a UK Prime Minister, it, there has been cases where US presidents have, you know, had to resign, in, such as in the case of President Nixon, um, during their presidential terms. And also when presidents pass away, um, I'll get assassinated, like President Kennedy, um, so there's a takeover of power after he passed away, um, just as if a prime minister or president would have had to resign. And would the yes team like to, um, would the no team like to respond to that? Um, do you have a response, Katie? That was a polite palm off because I had absolutely no idea what to say to that, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I have say? something to say, actually. Right, okay, cool. That's, that's brilliant. In most cases, I think in every case where a president has had to step down early, it hasn't actually been due to them being brought down. Whereas with, like, Thatcher, she was genuinely brought down by her cabinet. So, yeah. Okay, so do you guys have any more questions? Um, we've got that's another real. question. Sounds good. Um, so. Who do you think leads the nation at a time of crisis then? Is it the Prime Minister? Is it the Cabinet? Is it the Monarch? Do you have a reply uh, to that, Adam? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, so I would suggest that at the moment, coronavirus is a really good example because what we've seen a lot is the fact that, you know, powers have been shared a lot. So even though the Prime Minister has been greatly involved in a lot of uh, policy and decision making, it's been shared out a lot. So um, even though he's no longer in the role, of course, we could look at Matt Hancock to say about um, the influence that he's had on a lot of the um, coronavirus um, policy. 
the cabinet, which isn't as influential in the United States, has had a you know a really really quite big um, influence on a lot of uh, policy decision. Uh, we could also look at um, the um, uh, travel restrictions, will have you know which will have also run through the um, Home Office. So uh, you know you would look at. Um, uh, cabinet ministers such as Priti Patel or Dominic Raab, which are, will have been involved in those decisions. Um, so even though I believe that um, the Prime Minister uh, will be involved in uh, policy decisions at time of crisis, the power is shared quite a lot during, uh, you know, with, the, uh, with the cabinet. You said that the powers are shared quite a lot. However, we believe that the Prime Minister is the international figurehead for the UK. The Prime Minister is the one who's in charge. He's effectively the Commander-in-Chief and he's actually the leader of the nation. He's what who took us into lockdowns. He's the one who announced them. Is there anything you could say about this? Uh, can I reply to this? Yeah, of course, go on. Well, he's not like Boris isn't the figurehead or like the head of our state our queen is our queen is the one who signs everything and lets every single bill go through and nothing would go through parliament without the queen our actual head of state is the queen and you physically cannot have like the role of like a president without being the head of state it's one of the main key things but our prime minister isn't even our head of state our queen is um however i would say to that that although like technically the Queen is the head of state, due to her having to be unbiased and impartial, the actual ability of her to be, to act as head of state and make any changes to what the Prime Minister would want to do anyway, is very unlikely. And the Prime Minister can very often get their way um, because the Queen can't really stop that without, you know, seeming biased. Right. Uh, so I think because um, the uh, yes team have asked a question, just in terms of balance, uh, do the no team have another question to ask? In many ways, a president, every single president has kind of left a big impactful, like you kind of can distinctly, distinctively tell who was who by what happened. However, with prime ministers, that's really not the case. It's only ever really been seen twice, maybe three times, depending on how you look at it of prime ministers that have kind of stood out and like left a mark if you say so in that way they're really not similar what would you say to this do you want to take it or shall i i don't mind you can take it. okay so prime ministers don't really leave a mark but they do have defining moments in their time of in, in office and like for example, David Cameron's would be the Scot the Scottish referendum, which then led him on to do the Brexit referendum and he lost, so he resigned. Um, Gordon Brown's would be the global economic crash and Blair's would be the Iraq war. I could go on. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'll come back to that. Well, yes, there's been defining moments, but every couple of years there's a defining moment always but I'm also saying that like a president can kind of have their own set ideology if you want like with Trump it was very clear he got in because of his his clear bold we want to you know build a wall whatnot um 
under Nixon had a very clear statement with what he was trying to do. But a lot of the time with prime ministers, it's more so what will the party do? What will this do? What will this part of the government do? Not necessarily them themselves. Like personal ideology is very, very rare with prime ministers. I can think of Thatcher, Blair and possibly Boris, depending how he goes. So, but almost every president, I can go, that was their personal ideology. That was their personal ideology. That was their personal ideology. See, I would disagree with that. I would say that actually the prime minister's personal ideology kind of shapes the ideology of the party. So therefore, the party's ideology is the prime minister's ideology. And I don't know about you, but everyone I talk to when it comes up to an election, um, they'll say that they're, I know they're not technically voting for the prime minister, but that's what they talk about. They talk about which leader they like more. And we've seen more recently, especially with uh, media coverage, focusing a lot more on the prime minister's personalities. And we've got leader debates, which I don't think happened 20, 30 years ago. Um, but now a lot they're they're happening a lot more so I would kind of disagree (laughs) can I add to that um so some prime ministers actually have a presidential style some don't like John Major who was described as weak 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 whereas Tony Blair came along with his charisma and his like big attitude and that's what made people believe that he was more of a president. He had confidence in this style a president would. And this is what kind of reinforced the idea that prime ministers are becoming more like presidents. Even Boris Johnson now um, does his Downing Street briefings in the pandemic like a president would. And you wouldn't have seen this maybe 30, 40 years ago. Okay then, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, we'll now move on to closing statements. Uh, so could I please invite the YES team to make their closing statement? So Prime Ministers have adopted a personality that is now similar to a president. PMs such as Blair and Johnson have adopted confidence and charisma that suggests that they are now effectively a president. PMs also now dominate their cabinet, such as Thatcher and Johnson in the pandemic. It is difficult for a president to pass legislation, especially in a divided government, even though they do control the cabinet. Thank you. And now could I please invite the No team to make their closing statement? Overall, the UK Prime Minister is not a president. While the PM has gained more power over the years with things like the PM's personal department, the election focus being a battle of party leader. However, it is extremely rare for the PM to leave a personal stamp, especially in recent years under the coalition and Theresa May. Under the co- uh, furthermore, with the structure of the UK's general election, you don't vote directly for the leader. Therefore, PMs are not presidents due to not having personal mandate and and lacking the personal ideology okay thank you and i think we'll wrap it up there so first of all thank you to both the teams for that incredible debate uh thank you to the listeners for checking with us once again uh, remember to vote in our polls on twitter and instagram at people politics and make sure to check out at sick and me as well 
thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for hosting us. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.